0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. group prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you an idiot? Well, you're in good company. There are about 8 billion idiots on this planet. And that number grows every day. Don't be the guy or gal that says, I'm not an idiot. Because that makes you the biggest idiot of all. We all have our moments of brilliance and our moments of idiocy. Embrace it, folks. Don't be ashamed. Without those idiot moments, we would never be able to appreciate our brilliance. Welcome to I Love My Idiot, a podcast about the idiots we love, the idiots we loathe, and the idiots we can't seem to avoid. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Visit our website at ilovemyidiot.com.
2: Welcome to another episode of I Love My Idiot.
1: I'm your equal host, Clyde November.
2: And I'm Rosie November.
1: And we're so glad that you're joining us today.
2: It's kind of an exciting episode today.
1: The most exciting episode.
2: Yeah. We actually got to see a friend, like, do something really cool today, but we'll talk about that later. So first of all, Clyde, have you ever met a person who you could clearly tell they thought they were way sexier than they actually were?
1: Almost everyone I meet. (laughs) No, I'm joking about that. A lot of women underestimate their beauty. Yeah. Uh, There's there's an epidemic going on in our country of women who think that they're ugly, despite that they're not.
2: Yeah. Kind of like me, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, all you ever do is whine about that you're not, like, pretty enough and...
2: Well, here's the you thing. Know, I
1: get fully aroused the just looking I at you. The reason I ask
2: you, oh my gosh, here's the thing. The reason I ask that question is because I have never met a woman that is like that. Like most of the women I meet do not believe that they're sexy, even though every woman I meet is sexy to some degree.
1: Yeah. Everyone's bringing something to the table. Sure. Well, not everyone. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's exceptions to every rule. <laughs>
2: All I gotta say is I'm sitting here today with three of the sexiest men I have ever seen today. So I wanna jump right into it. You guys it. are dead to me. I uh I really I don't wanna dilly dally because I'm so excited to have them on the podcast. Joel Nurt is here. Welcome to the podcast, Joel.
3: I can't believe you had me back.
1: Yeah, welcome <laughs> back to the podcast. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm really surprised that we're doing this again after the last one, but thank you. Yeah. I don't know why.
1: The you're last welcome. one was great. I've re-listened to it at least like 10 times. It's yeah, I'm, my... just,
3: I'm being humble on... I mean, it was awesome. It was the best episode
4: <laughs> you guys have ever had.
2: Everybody, so here's true. the thing. There is a phenomenon with... I don't know that I said that word correctly, but with this podcast where if you're on it, that's instantly your favorite episode.
3: Everyone else, though, is wrong. Like, mine really
2: was. That's right. We also have a really good friend who would like to compete for number one spot on the podcast because he's jealous of Claudia, our good friend Smythe. Welcome to the podcast, Smythe.
5: How are you doing, Rosie? Oh, so good. Hi, Clyde. <laughs> hey. Also, that being said, yeah, I I feel like Claudia gets way too much credit, and yeah. I'm happy to be here.
2: We agree. I mean, she does get a lot of credit.
5: You know what, Smythe, I hope that you do dethrone
1: her. Yeah. Like, she needs to be knocked down a couple notches. Oh, and it will happen. <laughs> All right, it's on.
2: It's on. I guess Claudia can be the judge when she listens to this episode, and here's how awesome you are.
5: I still love you, Claudia.
2: <laughs> you do? Is Claudia your favorite guest on this podcast?
5: Well, I mean, Joel Nert. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This is my after, yeah, yeah, yeah. After
3: she met after me. Yeah, after
5: you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean,
2: he's on a whole different playing field, you know. Oh,
5: he's way up there. Yeah, world record holder. I mean, come on.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the three of you were in the army together.
5: That's how we
1: met.
2: Yeah, and your um, name is Threeskin.
1: That's right. Our friend group has <laughs> a name. We named ourselves.
3: It's like an ex- exclusive club.
5: Yeah, one, one of the best names you could ever have. Also, absolutely right.
2: I just have to admit, though, tonight when we were hanging out as a family in a very public place, um, one of your wives kept yelling, 3 skin kids, get over here! <laughs> and people were looking at us. <laughs> oh, no.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, between us, we have 11 kids. Yeah. So that's when we go out in public, it's a lot of 3 skin kids running around. And we carry that name proudly.
2: I mean, the children don't, but you guys do. Oh. Well,
1: they're <laughs> born don't. into it. No, yeah, they, they don't have a choice.
3: <laughs> I just did the math. There's twelve.
1: Is Uh-oh, there? You missed yeah, there.
5: One. <laughs> You forgot one of mine again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I always forget how many kids you have.
1: Look, if someone has more than four kids, your friends are no longer obligated to remember.
3: How that many is true. Kids I, you have. I, I'll, I'll agree and it doesn't that. matter how good of friends you are. Once they go over that threshold, you just have no obligation.
5: Absolutely. That's true. To be honest with you, my wife is the one that remembers how many kids we have. So.
1: So know. when you yeah. get in the van, she's the one doing the head count. Yeah. If it were up to you, some kid would be left in Disneyland years ago. I
2: don't know. We only have three and we have forgotten one in the car one time. I mean so, not for a long period of time, but long enough to be like, we're the worst parents.
5: How about this? When I was a kid, right? So there I, I also had five in my family. Uh-huh. My mom left me at Shopco once.
2: <laughs> she literally <laughs>
5: left. She went home. This is back before the time oh, of cell man. phones. So, I mean, there's no way for me to contact her. You're
2: like, I live at Shopko I'm like, now. i yeah, I
5: go up to the customer service counter. I'm like, uh, I don't know where my mom is. And so they said, well, sit right here. <laughs> so I sat on the bench, and about an hour later, she came back to the store. Did she wow. say anything, like apologize? Well, in her defense, or... we had a bunch of friends with us, too. So there was more kids than just our family yeah. at the time. and so,
2: Dude, how did whatever. she transport all them kids? Did she have like a big, a big Twinkie van? Oh,
1: yeah. Big old
4: man.
1: So I feel like when we were kids, we had a different experience going to the store with our parents than my kids have. And maybe you guys have different methodology with your children. We call it our children are not free range children. Like, I don't know if you know what I mean by that. But when I go to the store, my kids have to stay with me the whole time. But when I was a kid, the second we'd go to the store, my mom would be like, hey, go to the toys. I'll meet you there. Right. And I'd, I'd like hang out in the toy section for like hours. And then finally my mom would come pick me up. Right. Did you guys do something like that?
3: We didn't do that when I was a kid. We had to stay with my mom. I have one of my kids, though, that life is just a lot easier if I do that. So I send him <laughs> to the toys. The girls stay with us, but the boy, hey, go hang out in the toys. We'll find you
1: later. Yeah.
2: You're like, or if we anyone... won't. It's fine. If,
3: <laughs> if anyone tries
1: to kidnap you, just show them your personality. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I guess I would probably work with my boys, too.
4: Yeah. I'm the
5: same way with my kids, though. I, I'm always counting them, and... Hope that I get the right number, because my up is the one that decides that. But Yeah. I am always just looking around and afraid that they're going to get lost.
1: Well, this one time when I was at the store with my mom, she sent me off to go to the toy section, as she did every time. And then she came over and she said, hey, Clyde, it's time to go. And I was like, okay. But I knew what time to go meant, right? I mean, she's going to go stand in line. It's going to take like 10, 15 minutes for her to check out. So I, w- I kept like kind of watching and, you know, I was thinking like, oh, I could look at the toys a little bit longer. And then at some point I looked at the cashier and my mom wasn't there. And I was like, oh, shoot, mom went out to the car. So I ran out to the car and my mom was trying to teach me a lesson. So she had gotten in our big Twinkie van and started driving off in hopes that I'd like see <laughs> oh her gosh. and panic and learn my lesson. So I started running and it had those automatic doors, but I was too small for it to pick me up. So I was just standing at the door, banging on the door, crying, screaming like,
2: no, my mom's leaving me. Dude, it was, it was a
1: horrifying moment. Like, I still remember I was probably only like five or six years old, which is crazy that my mom would let me just roam the store when <laughs> oh I'm like five. Like, I did not have the social skills to even go to the customer <laughs> service if I got lost. You know what I mean?
2: So I want to know, how did each of you meet? And, like, what is your first memory of each other?
3: We, as fate would have it, we all ended up in the same platoon in the Army. And um, when I first got there, I didn't really like most of the people there. There was not a lot of people I had things in common with. A lot of douchebags, you know, those types of people. And, I mean, some of them were good guys, but I just didn't want to take the time to get to know them because I was shy and I didn't initially have anything in common with them. Sure. So... I didn't. I would go to my army stuff and just kind of do my own thing and just kind of just get through it. And then Smythe showed up um, a little while later, and then Clyde showed up a little while after that. So one by one, we just joined into this platoon, and the platoon kept getting better as we joined in. Nice. And so we didn't have to go out and try to meet each other. Fate brought us together.
2: Oh wow, that's very that's deep. true.
1: And when you talked about how there's a lot of people that you know, seemed unlikable. I That was my initial reaction when I joined our platoon. I was like, wow, there's a lot of douchebags in this platoon. But I realized over time, they really weren't douchebags. There was just, and pardon my language, Rosie, but it was a constant, like, dick measuring contest that was happening. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you get that a lot when you get a whole bunch of alpha dogs, you know, together. They're all trying to prove why they're the most masculine, strongest, best shot, whatever it is, right? And I just don't buy into that kind of thing. Like, that always has kind of annoyed me. So while everyone was kind of having those conversations, here's Joel Nert off to one side, and here's Smythe off to the other side. And I was like, I think these two are going to be the two that I end up being friends with.
3: But when we all got deployed together, some of those guys that I thought were douchebags ended up being good guys that I liked. And some of those guys that I thought were just nominal douchebags, I found out I really hated them.
5: (laughs) (laughs) The interesting thing to me was I had just gotten off a deployment before that deployment, and because I had just gotten off of one, I wasn't required to go, and yet I still volunteered to go. And the, the first deployment we went on joel didn't have or he you were able to get out of it because you were going to college yeah as
3: full-time student
5: yeah and so you got out of that deployment and so we never got to know each other there i mm-hmm. got to know a bunch of other guys separate from you guys and then when this next deployment happened i actually volunteered to go and that's when i really got to know joel and mr november here yeah <laughs> clyde i forget his his name at times. So.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, we go by last names in the military, yeah, and so exactly. to remember it makes Clyde, sense. it's a lot to remember. So,
2: <laughs> so was it like at first sight? You just knew, like, okay, November's a good guy.
5: I feel like it was. I feel like we clicked like right away. Like, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was just the douchiness of the other guys, or I mean, I feel bad. I, I feel bad calling anybody names, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there was just that. I don't know. We just clicked. And it was just comfortable hanging out with each other. What
2: do you mean you feel bad calling people names? You called me three derogatory terms before you started this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know what's really interesting about this group is you guys all get along, but us wives all get along, too. Like, how unusual is that to have three dudes have been friends for years and then the wives also love each other. You know, like we always talk about becoming sister wives cause we love each other so much. And, uh, it's pretty incredible. I mean, I think it's very rare.
3: It doesn't happen a lot. Like, you know, like a lot of my wife's good friends, I think their husbands are okay, but sure. it's like, I'm not going to go hang out with them. Right. You know? But to have three dudes get 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 along so well and their wives get along so well to where the six of us can go with or without kids and just have fun. I mean,
5: Uh, so Shelly, Joel's wife and my wife, they kind of, the way that they became close friends was kind of unique, I think, because Mm -hmm. we were on our deployment. They hadn't ever met each other and we were flying them down to come see us before we were to leave to Iraq and they missed their flight down to see us. And so that's really when they started bonding. I think they got really close in that through that experience. And then, you know, when they got finally were able to get down there to us, we just had a lot of fun together. And then, once you <laughs> and Clyde got together... Yeah. Once you joined the fray, Yeah, it was just crazy how, how we just... Yeah. yeah, it just was like a great friendship from the beginning.
2: Well, it was really funny. I still remember the first time I met your wives. I met you guys all together. It was like a birthday party for your kid. I'd never met your kid before. He's turning uh-huh. like two years old. <laughs> and... um Clyde's just like, yeah, we're we're going to a kid birthday party today. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever, I don't care. Um, let's do that, you know. And I bring like way too many presents. Turns out, like in your family, you wrap presents in like pillowcases, shirts, yeah, and they're Walmart like,
5: bags, whatever. Pretty you sure
2: you, that your brothers like pick them up at the gas station on the way. Yeah, in, I think,
5: in fact, I think one of them got a plunger. Yes, I, one of them I've plunger, seen. Uh,
2: I've seen window washer fluid. Yeah. I've seen. Yeah, I've seen a lot of things. I've seen the three dollar movies that you like <laughs> buy, and your kids always love these gifts and oh, here I yeah. come with like $200 worth of gifts and they're like whoa did somebody rob a toy store <laughs> Like, we don't
1: yeah every single person at that party's mad at you <laughs> they're like you're gonna raise these kids expectations in the future yeah. well, it's really a lot, funny Rosie. because
2: Lexi uh, Smythe your wife was like you didn't have to do this <laughs> and I like had no idea because for one at that point I wasn't really socialized like we've talked about the socialization of, yeah. of you know, Rosie. Like I came from a pack of wolves. Like I didn't know how to do life yet. You know,
1: you don't know this, Rosie, but that was a big moment because I brought you to that party to see if you were going to fit in the three skin family. Because I, knew, I mean, we
2: were dating. We weren't even yeah, married. Like
1: once they were like, "Oh, she's cool." I think I impregnated you that night. Yeah, you know? I was All like, tech. let's let's make this official.
2: Anyways, I I get with your wives, and they they sort of start collecting the kids apart from Mm us. I mean the reality was is they were just so raw, so real, and I was like, that's it, like these are my girls, you know? Yeah. And And then the the
5: pillow fight started like right afterwards, right? (laughs) No (laughs) slow motion pillow fight in their lingerie. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, that's not how it happened. That's what I remember. I have to say, though, Shelly is, like, one of the most scrappy women I've ever met in my life. Like, on a deserted island, I'm having both of your wives there. And I'm pretty sure she's going to hunt and gather, like, all of our food.
3: (laughs) She'll get things done. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It was really funny because she's, like, she issues orders. And I don't even know. I'd have to think for hours about this. She, right off the top of her head, is like, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. and. You know she make she makes shit happen. That's she's what super does.
3: decisive in that situation. Yeah, but you go to McDonald's and she's going to look at that menu
4: for like <laughs> ten minutes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Lexi, holy cow, she's like she's the caretaker of the group. I mean, she's always the biggest heart, and she just. Cares so deeply, and like when I get a hug from her, I feel like I'm being just enveloped with love. You know,
5: she's been a mom since she was like two. Yeah, like even to her siblings, she acted like the mom, and now our daughters are the same way, where they just think (laughs) they're the (laughs) mom and they're in control of everything. But yeah, yeah, she's a very loving mother.
2: There's a lot of rare things about this group. I mean, the fact that a you guys met all those years ago and remained friends, but you know, the fact that our wives all get along it's pretty cool
1: should we talk about how we came up with the name three skin
3: yeah because that name deserves some some
1: explanation
5: yeah, because it's one of the
1: all-time names of like groups it's
2: like it's not if... four skin people it's three skin yeah
5: clarification yeah, <laughs> L- yeah. luckily there wasn't one more person part of the gang i know <laughs> we tried we did
3: we,
1: try. we tried yeah. to get another free. member we, of we our tried club to recruit boomer right
5: yeah yeah and Boomer just, had no interest. And this all happened on our deployment too. And and oddly enough, we didn't come up with this name for the reasons that you would think. We actually did shave our heads. Uh-huh. Well, we sh- kind of, we shaved stuff into our heads. Yeah. Like if
1: I'm if I remember correctly, Joel, you shaved yours into a mohawk.
3: Yeah, I think that's what I did. Smite did the old man the old old man like horseshoe
5: balding on top but yeah Yeah. on
1: top it was classic i don't remember what i did i think i just had a a little patch on the front and everything else was completely shaved so while we're doing this we were just doing it for fun uh our lieutenant walked in and saw us (laughs) and like yelled at us and was like this is not military standard i hope you don't plan on keeping that and we're like, why would we keep this? We, we look like freaking idiots right now. Like, We're like, yeah, sure thing, sir. And then uh, somehow, I don't even know who coined the name. Does anybody?
3: I don't know. But we, well, after we did that, we shaved it to the skin with a BIC. And then there was just three of us with our head shaved to the skin. And somebody was like three skin. I don't even know the, the,
5: well, the whole point of it was that we knew we would never see people that we know. And so we thought, you know, for once in our lives, let's just bick our heads. I feel like Joel came up with the name, though. I I could be wrong.
3: I'll take credit. Yeah. I'm happy to.
5: It seems like you did,
1: because you were kind of obsessed with Foreskin at the time, you know?
3: <laughs> obsessed with Foreskin.
4: <laughs>
3: Let's not explore that
1: one. Poor Shelly. <laughs> yeah, so, so somehow Joel coins or someone, I don't know, coins the clever name, three skin. So then we just started randomly...
7: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
1: details. Three skin. Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? <laughs> because that's like a big uh, army thing. People say "huh" to try to sound
5: like super intense. I, I preferred uh, Joel's though. What he would yell out instead of huh?
3: What did I yell? I don't know what you're talking about.
5: Candom. Oh. Candom.
4: Candom. Candom.
5: <laughs>
3: that yeah. caught on. It, it, it did catch on. It yeah. did
5: catch
1: on. He would yell Candom. What What was the whole story of Candom and how that oh, came that's about? That's actually a really
3: good story. Thank you for asking.
1: <laughs> you see that setup? I'm just
4: lofting softballs over here. <laughs> I'm, hitting,
3: I'm out of the park. <laughs> we'll see. So seventh grade, we were on the bus and we were really rowdy and we had this old bus driver named Gene. And poor Gene, I feel bad now, but at the time it was hilarious. And we would just always throw things and just usually wads of paper. Sometimes we'd light firecrackers on the bus, things like that. My brother once lit the seat on fire.
2: Oh my gosh. And
3: uh, You this- were those hellion
1: kids.
4: <laughs> then, like, <laughs>
3: when you're driving by a bus and you look up
1: and you just see kids. Yeah, like, yeah. and Gene was control. like this
3: retired guy just trying to make a few extra bucks oh, as a man. bus driver. Well, this kid Willie brought a condom onto the bus and he blew it up like a balloon and he tied it and he started hitting it around like a beach ball. Oh
2: my gosh.
3: And I'll never forget, one of the girls was like, Gene, Willie has a condom and he's throwing it. I can't even get this story out because I can picture it so clearly. Gene looks up in the mirror and he goes, a (laughs) condom? And it was so funny that all of us on the bus started saying that, condom? (laughs) <laughs> so I brought that word with me to our platoon and I would like I'd say it quiet enough when we were in formation that only the people around me could hear it. Oh my gosh. But like the first sergeant and like the company commander couldn't hear me and I'd be like "Candom," <laughs> just like really quiet and get everybody just giggling around Wasn't me. Wasn't
5: there one time though that the, after there was. everyone went yes. silent?
4: <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. I well I expected there to be a lot of noise or something and I thought it was a good time to slip out a "candom." But <laughs> it happened like, right when it went silent It was like crickets and I do that And everyone looks over and I'm just like
1: yeah, standing Our up. sergeant was like glaring at our platoon He's like, I know it was one of them <laughs> One of them MPs over there I don't know which one
3: It's just like the best word ever I, I mean, Gene By all accounts sh- has probably been dead For 20 plus years by now But I have to really thank him I mean, i just like to take a moment of silence For Gene
1: Agreed, everyone be quiet
3: and that will do all right <laughs> there you go G. i totally expect
5: you to yell out candid i know i <laughs> well,
2: we missed thing opportunity i love about this story is the fact that you've been saying this for years and this is the first time these guys know why you've been saying yeah that. i
5: never knew that <laughs> I no
3: know, I, I know i, I know the story Clyde i knew the story he even I wrote mean, a song about it
1: oh yeah <laughs> i'm very familiar with the candom thing it became like our platoon code word like when we would walk to the chow hall, if we passed someone from our platoon, you'd see them and you'd just say "Kandam." And like honestly, I think the majority of the platoon forgot where the like genesis of that was, but uh, most
3: people yeah. didn't know the, that backstory. Yeah,
1: I, I was one of the few because you know I really dug to get it. I was like, I gotta know.
2: Well, the other thing about you guys is how common is it for people who meet the way you meet to remain friends for this many years?
1: I don't know about you guys, but as far as like guys I was in the army with, uh, other than you, I mean, there's Boomer. But, but you
3: were friends with him before. I w- you I've came been in. friends
1: with Boomer since seventh grade. So, I mean, besides Boomer, I really don't keep consistent contact with anyone.
2: Likewise. Well, yeah. And that includes high school too. Like, how often do we hang out with anybody you went to s- school with or, you know, like these are your closest pals oh, yeah. sitting in this room, you know, other than Boomer?
1: Yeah. Well, you know when you run into someone from high
5: school that you don't want to see? Do you guys mm. ever have that happen?
3: Oh, well, like, I don't uh, we still live in the same town I grew up in, so it doesn't happen to me too much.
5: I, when I'm working, will run into people from high school. Wow. And there's been a couple of times where I didn't even know who they were, and they're like, oh, yeah, hey, we went to high school together. And I'm like, yeah, we did.
2: Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I don't
5: remember them, but
2: yeah.
1: I'm a horrible person. No. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Everything in high school is worth forgetting.
2: And people look different. Seriously, like I, if I ever go back to my hometown, I'll run by people and they'll know who I am because I look very similar to how I looked back then. But man, I could not tell you who they are, you know, because they look so different. Like they gain weight or they lose weight or they, you know, they just, their faces change. Usually I can actually think of who they are if I can know their mom, because a lot of times they start Mm -hmm. looking like their moms, you know?
3: Well, your youth is eternal, Rosie.
2: Oh, thanks. Yeah.
5: Speaking of staying in touch with people from the military, you guys remember that the neighborhood I just moved out of had a guy. Oh, yeah. From the military. Yes. (laughs) I don't know if I should say his name. You probably shouldn't. But (laughs) we'll get sued. The best story ever. Let's just call him Walter. Walter. Can I I tell a story about Walter? Yeah. Yes. Remember when we were at our, before we went to Iraq, we were doing the training. You remember this story, Clyde? I remember because
1: I was brand so, new and nervous. I wanted to impress my this, sergeant.
5: This is the funniest story ever to me. We're so Clyde was our driver. I was the gunner, so I was in the turret, and um, Walter was our team leader. So he's sitting in the in the passenger seat, and he's running the radio and everything. And we're what were we doing that day? we were doing an escort for some it high was, profile people. It was people our or
1: first training exercise, and we were uh, the lead Humvee of this convoy that had our commanding general it had our chaplain it had Wasn't the sergeant there like a major Senator or somebody
5: yeah, with a two or something they all wanted
1: a piece of
3: and, it because it was the first mission we're doing yeah, yeah. yeah
5: and as MPs we were doing the escort and we were the lead vehicle and we get ready to pull so we had driven to this place where we did this training we we're getting ready to leave we pull up to the stop sign to leave and walter says turn left and clyde looks at him and he says i'm pretty sure we came from the right and he mm-hmm. said, don't argue with me, just turn left. And so Clyde's like, okay. And he starts turning left. The second he starts making that left turn, over the radio, somebody calls up and says, where are you guys going? Oh, no. Yeah. And you know what Walter does? What? He says, I'm sorry, my driver doesn't know what he's doing.
2: Oh.
4: Because that is Walter to, to, to a the T. Right? Oh, that's that exactly is, like, that, that is just was. him.
1: <laughs> yeah. threw her, everyone else under the bus. He threw me under the bus hardcore. And what was great is about... Uh, 30 minutes down the road we had to pull over for one reason or another and while i'm sitting there in my driver's seat here comes the sergeant major and i can see him (laughs) walking toward me in my like side mirror he gets up to my window knocks on my window and he just starts laying into me he's like private do you realize that in a combat zone had you taken the wrong turn and he's just screaming at me and i'm like Yes, Sergeant Major. And I don't want to like throw my team leader under right. the bus, right? So I'm just. Because you're
3: not as. Yeah. you yeah, of a douchebag
1: exactly. as he is. Yeah. So I'm just taking it. He walks away. Next thing I know, a major's at my window yelling at me for the same thing. <laughs> Next thing I know, the general's at my window yelling at me. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. You
5: took it like a champ,
3: Clive. Uh, I did.
1: That was a pattern
5: for the rest of the
3: deployment, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Later that night, also, um, every night the leadership would have a leaders meeting. And my platoon sergeant came back, and he was had the whole platoon gathered around, and he was like, hey, uh, I just wanted to know, who was it that took the wrong turn in that convoy? And I'm like, really? Now in front of the whole platoon? I'm like, it was my leader. But what's great about that leader is uh, he ran for... Like city leadership, I don't yeah, remember like what it was. like city council or something council. Out where I lived, right? And I was
5: like, "This guy doesn't have leadership skills." And I really wanted to come out and just tell everyone, "You don't want this guy in leadership." Right? <laughs> when
3: I saw when I saw his campaign signs around town, every time I saw one, I would just start laughing my head off.
5: You know, I was what? like this
3: can't be real.
5: <laughs> yeah, and what made me laugh is one morning I wake up and I'm leaving my house. And there's about 30 of his campaign signs in my front yard.
4: Oh, my and God. Yeah. And I and don't you know,
5: know how, how
3: they got there.
5: <laughs> you know what was the best part is Lexi opened the door. She looks out and sees all the ca- these campaign signs. And she knows the story of Walter. Yeah. She sees those signs. And she thinks that he put them in our yard because we know him. And she's like, are you kidding me that he did that? And right away, I realized that it was yeah. Joel that had set us up. And I was like, no, no, no. Hold on a second.
8: This, this is a
5: prank. And so we went and picked up all the signs, threw them inside our front door, and then on on our neighborhood Facebook page, he comes out and he says, somebody stole all my signs that I had put up all over town, and he's like, I don't know where they went. So we had to come out and say, oh, I don't know, we found them in our yard. (laughs) <laughs>
1: That's now on that facebook chat one of the responses was
3: it's amazing what your opponent will do to win yeah. <laughs> so the opponent gets blamed no it was me i and that took a long time i drove around a here lot of science. Science. It, that took like two hours in the middle of the night every time i found a walter <laughs> sign i pulled it out threw it in the back of our car until we finally had enough to fill your whole yeah, yard with it, them
5: there was a lot
1: of signs. Well, and he did lose the election, so yes, That's so all on is right you, with the Joel. world. <laughs>
5: That's on you.
2: <laughs>
1: but now, guess you what? Saved he saved the
2: city.
5: Now he's on a, on the neighborhood board of Ooh. whatever it is out there. So. Oh my he's gosh! He's just like hungry for power. He is. Right? Yes. Oh. Luckily, I've moved from there now, and so he can have whatever he wants. Sure. There you go.
2: That's why you moved, right? Yeah. Yeah. That I was a big it. part of it. Of course, I get it.
3: So when you guys started into that story. I thought you were about to tell the story of the time that we almost re-ended each other. Because oh, Walter was involved a, in that one, too.
5: That's a good story.
3: Um, so, there we were.
5: <laughs> you're talking, you're, now, you're talking about the story that when it happened, <laughs> everyone said, we will never speak of this. Yes. <laughs> and, and I don't know if you remember, but while they were saying we will never speak of this, I was on the cell phone talking to my brother, telling him exactly what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could have gotten
3: a lot of trouble. Oh, we could have, yeah, yeah. So we're on, this was in, in training. This is down in in Texas, just outside of El Paso. We're training down there, and we're going down these dirt roads, and we just wanted to just bomb down these dirt roads as fast as we could because we're. I think there were only three trucks, and we're just like taking jumps and stuff, and we're bumper homies. to bumper too. Like oh yeah. my gosh! Because they were saying like, this is how it's going to be. You're going to drive really fast and really close to each other. Mm-hmm. That so way the
1: enemy can't get between your convoy or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, which never
3: actually panned out to be a real thing when we got in country. But anyway, we were just bombing down these dirt roads, hitting jumps. Well, I had a jump in front of me, and I didn't—I hadn't been on this road before. I didn't know how big of a jump it was. I hit this sucker so hard, our Humvee got caught so much air. And when we landed and bounced so hard, my helmet, so I'm driving, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. my helmet, the chin strap, is still in place but it kind of went under my chin and the helmet goes in front of my face and it's stuck there.
2: Oh no. And I I can't (laughs) see
5: anything and I'm going fast. Now you were the lead vehicle too. Yeah, I'm in the front. And we were right behind you. Yeah, you guys... You guys were in the truck but behind. I was me. driving the second
1: vehicle. And here's the thing. When you're the driver of the second vehicle, you can't see, you can't anything. see anything. We're kicking we're up so much yeah, dirt. We're driving yeah. on dirt roads, so it's nothing but dust. You're driving in a cloud of oh, dust.
4: Man.
5: Now now I do remember you could see us brake lights. Yeah. Flicker real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I,
4: that
5: was midair. I'm midair looking at where we're
3: gonna land. And there's a stop. And there's a, a stopped Humvee. Yeah, right oh, where man. we're gonna land. If I would have had time to think, I wouldn't have slammed on the brake. But when the helmet falls in front of your face, oh yeah, you, just, you just hit the brakes. Yeah. And yeah. there's a Humvee going 70 miles an hour behind me,
5: which is the fastest they will move. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's coming right at
2: me. Oh, my god! And
5: we flew a long distance. And the, the other thing is, in that particular run that we did, we didn't have the gunners up in the turrets, which is a lucky thing. Thank goodness. Because <laughs> I would have flown out of that yeah, turret. You probably, died. The Humvee would have landed on top of me. <laughs> now, I don't know if you remember what happened when, we land, when our Humvee landed. Remember, I was in the back seat with those aluminum foil seats? Yes. <laughs> what used to be the back seat? I went right through that seat. Do you remember that? Yes. That seat, like, inside and out. In. I went right into the hole, and my, my knees were, like, up to my chin. I'm like, help, guys. They had to pull me out.
3: <laughs> and how much. Okay, now I got to give a lot of credit to you, Clyde, for some fast acting. Oh, yeah. You would always downplay your driving skills, but they were really on display this day because. I don't know how you managed to avoid just smashing oh, so hard yeah, into us. Close. The only contact that was made between these two Humvees was on a reflector. I think the brush guard on your Humvee hit the reflector on the back of one of mine and like wow. broke that reflector.
5: Yeah, it just like nicked it. It was the grace of God. Oh, yeah. It was so close because it could have been so much worse.
3: Absolutely. You should have slammed right into us.
5: I know.
1: I really should have, and maybe Walter would have
4: (laughs) (laughs) taken some heat
3: for that. Yeah, because Walter was kind of in charge of that little escapade.
1: No, and he would have totally rolled over on me and been like, oh, "Oh, "Oh, my driver doesn't know what he's doing.
5: (laughs) I told him to slow down.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I have to say, Clyde is like a very good driver, but he's a very slow driver. Like, he's a cautious driver. Get him in a Humvee. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he needs a couple dudes in the car, like, cheering him on. Because, seriously, every person I know calls Clyde an old man driver.
1: I, I do not exceed the speed limit. I don't know why driving exactly the speed limit makes you an old man. I don't get it. Well, you got to go five over. Yeah. I, I never do.
2: Everybody knows that, Clyde. I never do. You would fit
3: right in in Washington, where I live. I Everybody drives so slow on the freeway. It doesn't matter which lane. There's no fast lane and slow uh, lane. yeah. And it just irks oh, me to know. Yeah. Now, I when you them.
1: say they're driving slow, are you talking below speed limit or no, exactly they do speed limit? No, the speed limit. limit. It's so <laughs> okay, annoying. Then, that is slow. Rosie, we're moving to Washington. Oh this, is, this is where my people are.
2: <laughs> no. Hey,
3: it's growing on me. We've lived there, th- uh, I don't know, almost five years now. Yeah. The longer I live there, I don't want to leave. It's it's just a lot of good things about that
2: place. I mean, if we could talk Smythe into moving with us, I would be okay with I know. that. But
5: have a constant three skin reunion, three skin in Washington. Unfortunately, my job won't transfer me out to Washington. Well, I guess maybe, but <laughs> I don't want to live in Washington.
3: <laughs> I didn't either till I did. Now I do.
5: How long did it
1: take before you were yeah. like, I like it? Was it like uh, a month couple years, <laughs> nah, nah. The, here's A
3: couple of years. There's a couple of things. People think that, okay, so in Western Washington, it does rain a lot, but that's all people think of, mm-hmm. but it never rains hard. It just kind of drizzles and um, it, the weather's nice year round and I'm big into running lately and I can run year round there. It's never too hot to run. It's never too cold to run and it's always beautiful. There's waterfalls, there's hiking, there's mountains, there's coast there's beach it's all there it's got it's the whole package hippies oh okay so i'm talking the positives you want to oh. talk it's also got chaz so <laughs> yeah, true
1: with you going to washington are you you're saying you're like it now are you becoming like a seahawks fan like fully ingratiated into seattle culture and washington culture
3: i never cared about the seahawks before i went there but Everybody loves the Seahawks. They're big on the 12th man. It's just a huge thing there. And I didn't care for the longest time, but just this last football season, I finally started watching the Seahawks. I got excited when Marshawn Lynch came back. Like, it's slowly happening to me. Mariners, though, I mean, they just suck so much. I mean, how do you get into the Mariners?
2: Dude! (laughs) I caught a ball at a Mariners game. No,
1: you didn't catch the ball. The ball caught you.
2: Okay, I got (laughs) whacked by a ball. A foul
3: ball? A a home run?
2: It was a ball that... They hit and it flew. I we was we was We was <laughs> We was right behind No hmm. No, we were right behind uh the batting and it flew. So a foul up.
3: ball came back and hit you? Where did it hit yeah. you? Yeah.
2: So I saw it coming like right at me. So I did this. So I like yeah. crossed my arms. I like as if the audience yeah. can see I'm doing this. <laughs> Look what I'm so doing. I crossed my arms to protect my face. Yeah. And I I had like
5: Right I, in the forearm. Oh, could I you see the huge, stitches? On, <laughs> that's the best bruise if you can huge see the stitches.
2: Bruises, and then it flew like four rows up, and some guy was like, "Oh, it's my ball!" You didn't even get it. And then everybody in that entire section started screaming at that guy and was like, "Give her that ball! Oh, that good. is her ball!" And that's a
1: good call. I'm yeah. I'm pretty like non confrontational, but I feel like there's certain situations where you got to fight. And, like, if some kid gets hit with a ball and then some jackass is like, my ball. It's like, sorry, man. It's time to go. How old were you?
2: I was, um, well, I was in middle school. So, I don't know, probably, like, 13 maybe. So,
3: you're a Mariners fan forever now? Is that the point of that? Yeah. Like. (laughs) Yeah. But they suck so bad.
1: Now, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. Whoever hit the ball, uh, the club actually came out and told her that whoever hit the ball would be willing to sign the ball. Uh-huh. And I like to believe it was Ken Griffey. It was obviously
4: Griffey. It could have
3: been it. no one else.
5: Yeah, I mean,
3: the I, one I good know. player who's ever been <laughs> on <off> the Bears. <laughs> yeah.
5: yes. Wasn't Ken Griffey senior? All right, too. He was on the
1: Reds. I he, thought they he, put on the same Oh, he for came back while, while, for a very for, a, short yeah. time. I am guessing he wasn't good by that point. That they, was, they hit back was to back like, home
3: runs. Did they? Yeah, that wow. was like one of the best moments in yeah. baseball history. But
2: well, here is the thing about Little Rosie is I was so cripplingly shy that I took the ball and I was like, "No, thank you," and I just put it in my bag and then I tried to become invisible.
1: Dude, you probably gave Ken Griffey a complex.
5: He's like, that kid doesn't even want my autograph. Not only that, but that ball would be worth so much money right now.
1: I
2: know. I
5: know. He's a Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sorry, guys. I like how we're
5: convinced
1: it's him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was probably like Todd
6: Jenkins.
2: (laughs) I mean, I know the specimen of Rosie that you see now. You think I've always been this way, but it's taken a lot of grooming to become Mm. this Rosie.
6: We
5: like this Rosie. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to take credit for most of that grooming.
1: Yeah, I don't know. What?
5: <laughs>
7: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
8: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
6: 18 plus.
1: Welcome to the glory days where we talk sports. Today, I bring you two men who have perhaps the two best dad bods I've ever seen. The first, a man fifth graders refer to as toothpick beard guy. This world-renowned beard stuffer owns seven Guinness World Records. Standing at 5'11", 212 pounds, but 215 when his beard is full of golf tees, Joel Nurt sitting to his left. A man who, like many legends, including Madonna, Ichiro, and Socrates, only goes by one name. This mononymous giant grows one of the sexiest mustaches I have ever seen, but chooses to shave it because he does not support child molestation. This crafty fella somehow figured out how to get through six years in the army without taking a PT test. Standing at 6'3". 220 pounds. Sit back and enjoy their glory days. It's just a phase, those glory days. I'd like to believe that if my coach believed in me,
2: I'd be famous. So there's a segment that we do on the podcast called glory days. I'm kind of curious. Do you guys have a glory days experience?
3: My coach, if he would have put me in, I'd be playing in the NFL right now, but really? he kept, he kept uh, benching me, so I never got to... I mean, I could throw football over those mountains over there right now if you want. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'd like no, to see that.
3: I didn't play high school sports. I worked. So um, from the from age 14 on, I just worked and stopped. I did cross country before that, and then it was just working. It's it's actually one of my big regrets. My, my friends all played football. I wish I would have played football, but I never mm-hmm.
5: did. You know, I wish I would have played football, too. Here's the thing. My brother was an all-star football player, like... Ugh. His, That's the worst. He played... I don't know if anybody knows who Jake Plummer is, but he played high school football with Jake Plummer. The snake. Yes. <laughs> and Jake Plummer called him one of his favorite receivers. And he was a... My brother was a sophomore when he was a senior. Wow. So he was an all-star football player. I get into high school, right? The football coach sees me. I was a big kid.
4: Mm-hmm. He comes
5: up to me and he's like, you're going to play football, right? Because my brother did. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm in the band.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: So my... Th- I actually did play baseball, though. That was my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the problem with that. I played baseball my whole life, uh-huh. played in high school. I was all excited, you know, and I was the backup first baseman, which I thought, okay, at least I'm, I mean, that's my position. I love yeah. first base. Backup first baseman. Partway through the year, the starting first baseman breaks his ankle skiing.
2: Oh my god! And I'm
5: thinking, I made it. I made it. <laughs> I'm going to be the starting first baseman. I'm so excited. <laughs>
2: This is my chance. Yeah,
5: yeah exactly.
2: Yeah.
5: <laughs> and then what the coach does is brings in the left fielder to play first base. Oh, no. <laughs> and I continue being the backup first baseman. <laughs> yep. Sat on the bench oh, my, my whole gosh. sophomore year. And then the next year, I was like, I'm not going to play baseball.
3: You yeah. would have been the next Kevin Euculus. You
5: I, your I probably would have been. Whoever, whoever that is. You missed your- You don't know
1: Kevin Euclid? Is <laughs> 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 that really
5: somebody? Yeah. He was one like of the best first basemen ever. One of the best ever. backup first basemen yeah. ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I wouldn't say best ever. Well,
5: he played for my team. So.
1: Yeah, just because he played for the Red Sox does not make him the best ever. It,
3: indeed, it does.
1: Now, Bill Buckner, on the other hand.
3: All right. Could we just have a moment of silence Bill
4: for Buck- Bill Buckner? <laughs> Bill
5: Buckner. <laughs> Yes, Bill I
1: know, I
3: know
5: you guys are both big fans of Bill Buckner.
3: And so are you, don't lie.
5: Okay. Joel, you actually met
1: Bill Buckner, which I did. Rosie right now is like this is the worst moment of her life. <laughs> so can we first explain who Bill Buckner is?
3: Uh, you want this one or should I?
1: I think you should.
3: So Bill Buckner is a should be a Hall of Famer.
4: Okay. He played baseball for several player. team
3: baseball. He played for several teams. was one of the best batters ever.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: He went one of his amazing stats is uh, has to do a strikeouts. I wish I could quote it by heart, but he he never struck out more than he had a hit in the game or something like that, mm. which is amazing. And um, anyway, 1986 World Series game six Red Sox versus the Mets 10th inning. There's the Red Sox were actually up. The Red Sox had been um, leading this game, but there was a whole series of errors by their pitchers. Hmm. They took a couple pitchers out. The pitchers did horrible. They kept throwing, you know, wild pitches and stuff like that to load the bases. And now the, the nobody remembers any of the stuff I just said, all everyone knows (laughs) is that Mookie Wilson hit a soft ground ball straight at Bill Buckner. Easy play. And he should have, he should have got him out, but instead um, he, the ball went through his legs and then the Mets won that game Mm -hmm. and everybody railed on Bill Buckner. His name became the goat of baseball. He became the the punching bag of baseball forever. Wow. And But he was such a good player. It just
2: takes one through the legs yeah. to become yeah. the worst. I
5: mean, as a backup first baseman, I could have made that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you could have. He had really, another
3: thing people don't know is he had bad um, feet. He had big problems with his feet that year, and they yeah, usually the took him injury, out. Yeah. Right? They usually took him out when game by the by that point in the game, but the coach wanted him in the game to be on the field when they won because they were about to win the World Series. Oh wow! And that's why he kept him because he was such a good player, and they would have never got there without him. Well, anyways, he the one thing everybody knew him for was for that, which is really unfortunate. So. Fast forward beyond that. He's now retired. He owned a farm here in town and um, I used to work on that dairy and I saw him all the time. I didn't know who he was. My boss told me, Hey, you know who that guy is? He used to play in the MLB. And I'm like, who is it? And my boss said, Bill Buckner. And I'm like, the
2: Bill Buckner? Oh, my gosh. Because
3: I really looked up to this guy.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, way too much about this guy. Yeah, well, you so. know. <laughs> I,
3: I, man crush. Uh, he just, I, unfortunately, he just passed away just about a year ago. But, anyways, oh, he would... sorry to hear
2: that. Yeah. It's like your best friend. It must friend.
4: have been
1: hard on you.
3: It was. It was. But uh, how many
2: days of silence did you have? <laughs> oh, I, I, a full day, a full, full day. 24 oh, hours. Excellent.
3: Yeah, my wife thought it was so strange. But yeah. I gathered up all my baseball cards of Bill Buckner. I go to his house because um, it's right there where I worked. I knocked on the door unannounced. I'm just going to show up w- to his home with my cards because I didn't know that would be weird as a like <laughs> yeah. 14-year-old. That is weird. And his daughter answered the door. She was really cute. And um, I was, like, stammering. I mm-hmm. was so, like, shy. And she's like, uh, yeah, who are you? And I'm like, oh. I work at the dairy over there is bill buckner home oh my god <laughs> she's like dad there's another one <laughs> no he wasn't home and i didn't know what to do and i'm like can i just leave my cards here and come back and get them later and she's like i guess <laughs> and so i came back the next day and he answered the door and i was like hey i work at the farm there and um i wanted you to sign my baseball cards and he's like oh i saw them on the counter come in he was the nicest guy. He was, like, totally awesome. He signed my cards. He got this portrait and, like, signed it for me also. And he's just a cool guy. He's like, you like baseball? We like, talked baseball. I was playing Little League. Mm-hmm. He was a guy who he took so much crap forever from everybody for one moment, yet he did not turn into a bitter, like, angry guy. Mm-hmm. He was just, like, mm-hmm. totally cool.
1: So when he asked you, you like baseball, did he say, like, did you happen
3: to see the 86
1: World <laughs> Series? You're like, no, I missed that one. All right, come on in. I,
3: I never brought up the incident when yeah. I talked to him. But you were
1: aware of the incident oh, yeah. when you went to yeah. his house?
3: Yeah, because I was always a Red Sox fan. and But I always thought it was crappy the way people treated him. I always just could not believe that a player who was so good – who they never would have got to the World Series without him. Yeah. Everybody just turned on him. In fact, the three of us, didn't all three of us start that little Forgive Bill Buckner fan club? <laughs> yeah. We made shirts and everything. This was like oh when we were gosh. deployed together. It was just like a funny thing we did. But
1: Yeah, you had shirts, Forgive Bill Buckner. But then the Red Sox won that year. That was won the like World 20,
3: 2004, I think. Yeah. And then the Red Sox won, and then they did. I'd like to say our little petition was successful because oh after the gosh. Red Sox won the World Series like the fans decided to do an official forgiveness of Bill Buckner night. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> They're like, "Okay, we finally won the World Series 20 years later, we forgive you." Or...
1: Yeah, they invited wow. him out. He threw the first pitch of the game. I saw it on Sports Center. Yeah. He got real emotional after the game talking about how great it felt to be forgiven by <laughs> Boston.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think he said something like, "All these years, I've only had one fan, this 14-year-old boy. He was the only fan until now." It's like this really cool kid kind
1: of had the hots for my daughter but really cool kid was her name brooke by chance
3: that is a hot name that is i don't know what her name was
1: it's just a phase those glory days i'd like to believe that if my coach believed in me i'd be famous i would just like to say there are certain names out there where And sorry, I shouldn't be saying this in front of my wife, but it's true. There's certain names out there that uh, I've never seen an ugly one, right? And Brooke is one of those. If there's a Brooke
2: out there anywhere, uh, I I would be willing to give Clyde to you. Yeah,
1: (laughs) I'm willing to go. Reach out
2: anytime.
1: There's never been a not hot Brooke.
3: I hate to disagree with you, but um, there is. What? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, I've now. On the onset, outset, whatever, I would agree with you that it is a hot-sounding name. In fact, I used to believe the same thing. And my wife was talking a couple of years ago about her new friend, Brooke. And I'm like, huh? Well, have her over. Let's have her over for dinner. You know? <laughs> well, I met Brooke. She's not hot. She's uh, not. Nope. Nope. Uh, She's. She might be an exception to your rule. But no. Sorry.
2: I'm convinced that every name has an ugly person.
3: But... Some names lend themselves well to hotness. I'm just sure, and Brooke is one of them. Sure. I just happen to have had a bad experience with a Brooke. I think
5: all people are beautiful. Wow. <laughs> well, how very <laughs> that is yeah. diplomatic so diplomatic of, of you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, working in a school, I had this kid come up to me, and he said, "Hey, my mom knows you," and I was like, "Okay, who's your mom?" And he's like, "Heather," right. Heather's one of those names. Like I, I've met very few, like unattractive Heather's in my mm. life. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking about like, okay, a Heather I went to high school with. And there's only one I can remember, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, I know your mom. I, I think I know her. And so I'm asking like, was her last name this? But of course, you know, they get married and change their last names. He's like, no, I don't know her last name or whatever. So.
2: Isn't that a weird concept that your kids might not actually yeah. know the name you're born with? I know, I'm like,
1: I'm like, dude, what's your grandpa's last name on your
8: mom's side?
1: Like, come on, stop making this hard for me, right? But the kid's like just clueless. He's like, oh, I don't know, right? So uh, finally, we're having the school carnival, and uh, this girl comes up to me. And, like, the kid's dragging her over, and he's like, Mom, here's Mr. November. You went to high school with him. And it was kind of what Smythe was talking about earlier. I'm like, we did?
3: (laughs) I don't remember you at all. Did she age well?
1: Uh, Well, I went back and looked in the yearbook. She was never
5: oh.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: of the caliber for the name Heather. I'm just she was saying.
5: beautiful on the inside.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's what you're trying to say. Great oh, personality, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, I didn't know the personality,
3: but... It was probably great. Sometimes but it was it obvious was, that
1: it was great. You can tell sometimes. You yeah.
2: Know. Well, speaking of kids like not knowing the name of their mother was born with or whatever, our kids said something really interesting to me the other day. They're like... Mom, there's so much we don't know about you and I think we're gonna have this profound conversation, like, oh they're gonna ask me like about, you know, my education or like something exciting. And I'm like, Really, buddy? Like what what do you wanna know? Yeah, let's talk about it, you know? I'm I'm awesome. Like, let's talk about this. <laughs> it's like like what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like turquoise. Like, do you have any other questions? Like, no, that's it. That's it. And then they they run off. Like, that's it. And I'm thinking, like, I thought we were going to have so much more depth to this conversation. You're so
3: disappointed now. Yeah,
2: exactly. So I go talk to Clyde. I'm like, Clyde, do you want to know anything about me? And just your favorite (laughs) color.
3: (laughs) Well, I one of my kids. It, one of my kids, their favorite color is gray. And I've never met a person before wow. Wow. whose favorite color was gray. Is that a color?
5: Yeah, it's a color. I, I think it's a tint or a shade. Yeah.
2: Or something. But, <laughs> I, think it's,
5: I think it's a shade. And I think there's like 50 of it's them. It's
2: been, Oh, Oh, oh. I said, like, oh. <laughs> Yikes. And the nice guy comes out of left field I know. with the perverted Where's this gunman. conversation yeah. going? So.
3: Now I'd actually rather explore the, the
2: <laughs> topic you just brought up.
5: Can I just say something real quick about that? So, yes. So I, um, for my job, I'm out in public a lot and I go to people's houses and stuff. And I was at an apartment complex once, walking down a hallway, and a girl just came out of her apartment and was walking past me. Mm -hmm. And right before she got to me, she dropped a book on the ground, and it was Fifty Shades of Grey.
2: Wow. And
1: And I think she she was... She was like, we felt
5: awkward.
2: (laughs) Yeah, was she trying
3: to come on to you? Any chance this girl's girl's name
5: was Brooke? (laughs) I think it was Heather.
2: Well, (laughs) you are hot, so I mean... I, could, I get it.
1: I know. Everyone wants I, to... I drop
2: books in front of you all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone wants to sleep with the hot delivery guy, you
8: know?
7: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
8: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
6: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.
7: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting?
6: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
6: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Exactly. Which,
6: speaking of which, maybe
1: now's a good time to talk about Smythe's job.
2: Um, I hear he his package always delivers. So. Is this
3: true? <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> on yes. time to the customer satisfaction. Whether big or small, <laughs> I deliver them all.
5: Oh, man. Don't get me started on dogs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I want to hear about dogs. I
3: hate dogs. <laughs>
2: They're like the nemesis, right? we have had this conversation. I think I've only person.
5: been bit three times.
2: Oh, my gosh.
5: Only one of those three times was, like, bad. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow
5: Luckily it was on the short Like shorts Not on the bare skin uh-huh. And so it just punctured my leg It didn't tear my leg open <laughs> But man I had the biggest bruise ever
2: Oh my gosh From that chomp
3: We I used to have a job Where I went to people's houses All the time And I should clarify A minute ago I said I hate dogs I don't hate dogs But I do hate dog owners Oh Yeah and the ones that always say, oh, he's nice. Every he doesn't time. bite. Every time. Yeah. And I no, he's to nice say, to you. He yeah. won't yeah. bite you. Yeah. He likes he loves you. He
5: you.
2: I am a stranger. <laughs> yes. He
3: hates me. You are an yeah. idiot, by I am the way. a
5: stranger invading his territory.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is his backyard. Yeah.
1: Like, he thinks you're threatening his family.
3: I was on somebody's roof one time. The dog tried to tear my face off when I knocked on their door. I had to go up on their roof and the lady's like, oh, he's so nice. Don't worry. I'm like, well, if you let go of him right now, I'm dead. (laughs) And then I go set up my ladder in the backyard because that's the easiest place to access the roof. I'm up there and this brainless lady opens the sliding door because the dog's trying to get out. He's trying to get out because he wants to kill me. (laughs) And I'm like almost up the ladder when she opens the sliding door and he comes oh my gosh. comes running out jumps up hits the ladder i'm like diving onto the roof as wow. he hits the ladder my ladder goes down now i'm trapped on the roof <laughs> <laughs> the dogs like circling around there just like going crazy and this yeah. brainless lady's like walking around on the phone inside just completely clueless and i'm stuck up there
2: oh my gosh you're like so, i'm going to die on this roof but, this is no, the end luckily of me. i had
3: my cell phone and i had her phone number in a little folder with me so i do my thing i just like to take measurements pictures all this stuff and then I call her.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, she doesn't answer because she doesn't recognize the number, uh. and she's already on the phone. I just keep calling and calling and calling. <laughs> oh my gosh! Pretty soon, I'm just stomping on the roof, just <laughs> boom, 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 <laughs> boom. <laughs> And I hated that lady so much. And usually, I'm like trying to be professional sure. and nice, but when she finally came in the backyard, I'm like. Your stupid dog almost killed me, knocked yes. my ladder down here, and I've been calling you. And by the way, <laughs> this whole thing I'm here for, it's not going to go well for you.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. The worst hilarious.
5: experience I had, I think, was I delivered to a house. And as I was walking back away from the house, the guy opens the door. His dogs are inside the house. And all of a sudden, he sa- he sends them outside. Two, of, two dogs. Mm-hmm. Sends them outside. And I don't know if you know how dogs work, <laughs> but dogs like to surround the enemy. Oh, yes. And so they're on each side of me. Great. If, if you face a dog, <laughs> chances are you're going to be okay. <laughs> As long as you face the dog. You can't face two dogs at once. No. They surround me on each side. And so I'm like trying to face them both and it's not possible. Uh I finally yelled out and the guy opened his front door and I said, your dogs are trying to attack me. And the guy says, just hold your hand down by them. They just need to sniff you. Oh
6: my god! I'm like, no, I'm not going to put my hand in front of this dog's mouth. You're a piece of meat for you. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Is that like official training that you've received? Like you got to
5: face the dog? It is actually. Yeah. Do they they have like a video to watch or? Um, they have different, th- yeah, training things that we go through <laughs> where they, they talk about you always face the dog and uh-huh. I, I don't know if you've ever turned your back to an aggressive dog, but they'll run up right at your heels. Oh, wow. but if you face them, they'll typically stay a few ba- a few feet back from you. So you always want to face the dog. And another thing I've heard is, uh, and we ha- we actually have, ha- have had canine police department people come and talk to us about dogs. Uh-huh. And the problem is when you walk up to a house and there's a dog behind the window barking at you. Mm -hmm. And then you walk away. The dog feels like, okay, I won this fight. Sure. So they get even more excited and aggressive the next time you come. (laughs) Because they're like, oh, I beat him last time, so I'm going to beat him this time. And then pretty soon, they're out front, and they feel so powerful because they've won every single time that then they're even more likely to come at you. And so, yeah, I don't know. So you're
3: supposed to, like, back away from the house or something and just, like, give the dog the finger as you back away? There was
5: one guy that I know of once that... He walked up to the window and the dog was like growling and barking at him. And he just stood by the window and just stared at the dog. He didn't walk away from the house. He just stood there and stared at it until the dog stopped barking. Wow. And then he walked away. So he won. Wow. So he won. Wow. He won. Wow. So maybe that's the way to do it. Yeah. He's got to win. If I had a half an hour to spend at his yeah. house, I'd <laughs> yeah.
1: fired for not delivering <laughs> enough packages. But Do you have like a quota you have to meet with your packages?
5: Yeah. They have a, a little daily plan thing that they say you should be delivering this many per hour.
2: What if the package says two-man lift? Do you ever lift it by yourself?
5: We say, yeah, thanks for the sticker. Yeah. <laughs> we, you always lift it by yourself. I mean, it's very very few people call somebody to help them because yeah. they know if you call somebody to help them, then they can't do their own stuff.
2: So we bought a big screen TV and it's like a two-man lift, but the thing is not heavy. Yeah. Clyde just like throws the thing over his shoulder and like walks it in no problem. Did you,
5: you, you had the ship to your house?
2: No, I think we picked it up somewhere. Okay, that's yeah. smart.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Big screen TV. We did TVs. try the shipping
2: before and every time it came back broken. I've heard so that a lot. So finally, I just we just took it back to Best Buy or wherever we mm-hmm. were, got one and drove it home. Yeah. But Clyde had no problem lifting this thing that had sticker listed. I'm quite
1: the specimen <laughs> yeah I can lift buff. a team lift you know yeah. whoa, whoa
5: whoa whoa put your shirt back on
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. no kidding my, my best accomplishment is a Christmas tree like oh, yeah. that was that one was actually hard and I may have thrown my back out but I still lifted it.
3: <laughs> I'd like to see you lift a 1990s big screen TV that's the real
1: that's not even a two-man lift that's like a <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: four-man lift <laughs>
2: Oh, my gosh. I have a person that I know that recently got rid of one of those gigantic TVs. It was, like, in her basement for years, you know? And I don't think this is legal, but she literally took it into her backyard and just stripped it into pieces. And every week would just shove parts of it That's what you into a trash can. But, like, her stories about demolishing this gigantic TV are just very fascinating to me.
3: Well, okay. So, one thing, when I used to live in Wyoming... There were free um, landfills in every town, and you didn't mm-hmm. have to pay anything. You just bring truckloads of stuff and dump it. And now I live in Washington, and you got to pay like $100 to dump things. So what do oh, you think wow. people do? Yeah. It just, they just dump it you places. You figure out another way. Yeah. And like I have a mattress I had to get rid of and they were like, it's going to be $200 if you leave it out by your can or you could bring it to the landfill and you could pay like $75. Oh I'm my
2: like, gosh. Are you kidding me?
3: I'm going to find an alley <laughs> and do what everyone else does now. Now I get it. Now I know yeah. why our town
2: looks like trash. No, you, you take people- that out in the backyard and burn it and make a YouTube video. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i might as well
2: exactly
1: yeah have you guys ever gone back and watched movies that you loved that just did not oh. hold up yeah. whatsoever
3: yes i have oh do you want me to expand on that <laughs>
2: was it in field of dreams by chance no, no
1: you... field of dreams holds up <laughs> how dare you
3: you know what movie i've had this rant before you know what movie i'm gonna say don't you what movie that I loved when I was a little kid? Rocky. Is it
1: starring Stallone?
3: Okay, you guys. Was that for real?
1: You were no, really it, close, Rosie, because you said
3: Rocky. Rambo? But, no, not Rambo. Rambo, come on. Rambo's always good. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> so is Rocky. Thank you very Can much. Can I tell them the movie you yes, yeah, Yes, please do.
1: I, I don't remember for sure the name, but I think it's over the top. That's
3: the one. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's when an I, arm
5: wrestling.
1: Oh movie. Yeah. yeah, when
3: I was a kid, it was the best movie ever. It was oh, what was like, the
5: little? What was the famous quote from that movie? Isn't there a famous quote? Oh,
3: probably. I don't even remember it. I can't remember. But it was the coolest movie. He arm wrestles everybody. Like that's a thing. He goes on this championship wow. circuit and stuff. And then I watch it again as an adult, and I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing I have ever seen. Like, Stallone, why? Why? Yeah. You know, there's
5: a good chance that quote I was thinking of is over the top.
3: Oh, maybe it is. That yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what he would say when he would arm wrestle. Yeah. So now it's as soon as he'd like go idiots. over the top. Yeah. That's when he yeah. knew he was going to win. I think they would say, over the top, Rocky. Over the top. His name wasn't (laughs) (laughs) Rocky. Close enough. I don't know what his name was. Every Stallone's
1: character should be Rocky.
3: Rocky or Rambo.
4: Exactly. Which I hate to say
1: this, but uh, one of my all-time favorite movies of my childhood, which is Rocky 4 didn't hold up for me when I saw it when I was older.
3: You're dead to me. Now, let me tell you
1: why. (laughs) Let me tell you why, okay? Because I do still love it, but I'm willing to admit that this movie I love doesn't hold up and here's why there's about 30 minutes of that movie that is just like flashbacks from the other movies and it's like <laughs>
3: these random music
1: videos yeah in there's the a middle there's a
3: pretty good montage the movie
1: yeah montage that's the word i'm looking for and then they're fighting in russia yet in like the eighth round, all the Russian fans randomly start cheering for Rocky.
3: Yeah, not realistic at all. Yeah.
1: does not make sense. But when I was a child watching that, I was like, "This totally makes sense." They're he buying- won him
3: over. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, that would have never happened. But. In the worst line, now I'm I'm not agreeing with you because I would think this movie does hold up. But the worst part is after he beats the Russian and then like everyone's cheering and they bring him the
8: microphone, he's like, "If I could change, and you could change, everyone I could can change." change. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: It's such like propaganda. until oh, yeah, totally. End oh, the Cold War,
3: And I submit Rocky Four ended the Cold War.
1: It, it, that's true. So that's why I don't want to say it completely doesn't hold up. You know, how many movies can you say actually ended like a fifty-year conflict?
3: But if you haven't seen Creed Two and they bring Drago back with his son, it is a beautiful, beautiful piece of dramatic. I actually cinema.
2: thought Two was better than One.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I, the it was a stroke of genius bringing Drago back.
1: Now I don't like calling that movie Creed Two. I call it Rocky 4-2.
3: Yeah. yeah. Or just that's Rocky 13 calling. or whatever. The no, movie up to Rocky
1: 4-2. <laughs> it's the sequel to Rocky 4, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if that makes sense to people. That makes sense. Dude,
2: Stallone's still working. Like, yeah. I saw an ad for a movie recently, and I'm like, dude, I thought that guy was like a hundred years old, and he's still like kicking see ass The newest Rambo, names.
3: The newest Rambo is freaking yeah, awesome. Yeah, I want to see that. Oh, it's great.
2: Is it like a lot of like though, you know touch up work going on? There?
3: No, no, he looks old. He looks really? old, but he is tough. He's like old tough. Which hmm.
1: war is he kicking ass in now?
3: Uh, the with Mexico actually, he's at war <laughs> with Mexico. Single, he single handedly single war. With... Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, I don't spoiler alert, spoiler alert. He wins. So
4: yeah. Oh wow.
1: Go figure. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen a single Rambo movie.
5: None of them? Not a single. I couldn't tell you which one I've seen, or if, <laughs> if I've seen multiple. I know I, know I watched Rambo oh, when no, I was a kid. Oh, Joel's about to lose it. My
3: homework assignment to you, Rambo Marathon.
1: I have seen Hot Shots Part do It's just as good. Yeah, which I'm assuming Okay, you I have basically seen all, the seen all the Rambos. So.
5: <laughs> you know, I haven't watched many movies since high school, to be honest with you. Really? My wife loves movies, loves going to movies, and I just... Don't. I don't know. I fall asleep. So I can't really think of any that didn't hold up because I I don't think I've watched any. but I do have to say back to the future best trilogy ever. Dude, Agreed. I was
2: just gonna say back to the future oh, I love those So movies. our kids it just came out on like one of the streaming networks oh, yeah and uh, we watched all three and I was like, wow, that actually did hold up like oh, I yeah. didn't have great expectations as a young person watching them but yeah, if you have no expectations it it holds up. Even
3: there, in the context of the eighties and kids today can watch it. And like, like when my kids watch it, they still really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I was worried a little bit that like it's, that it's all based in the eighties and all of their future travel is like to somewhere back. And then back to the eighties forward, back to the eighties. So I thought that they wouldn't be able to keep up or wouldn't like it. No, they still got it. And mm-hmm. they still really liked it.
1: I hate to say this to you guys, but there's certain movies that if you didn't see when you were a child, aren't good. And Back to the Future is one of those movies.
5: Well, you were already dead to me. Now yeah. yeah. Are you saying you never saw it as a child?
1: I never saw it as a child. The first time I saw it actually was when we were in New Mexico. This would have been 2005, 2004.
3: And you... It was with you, Joel. But are you about to say where I, where I think you're going with this? Is that you didn't really like it?
1: I thought it was Okay. Yeah. Ugh.
3: That's
2: exactly how Ugh. I felt about Star Wars.
1: So good. You're dead to me. Star Wars.
3: <laughs> Everyone's dead to everyone.
1: You've yeah. got to
2: like everyone must no. like what everyone else likes. You
1: <laughs> have to like the movies I like or I don't like you.
2: Seriously, when Clyde and I think we've told this story on the podcast before so I apologize for our listeners, but when that Clyde made me sit through all of the Star Wars movies and I did not cry, or get even the, an ounce of emotion over it. He just he couldn't understand me anymore. It was like I Did was you know no longer that, an okay person. In his so life.
3: as you, this is really interesting to me because there's not a lot of people out there that could possibly do this. So you watched him in order, I assume. Did you already know that Vader was going to be Luke's dad before it revealed it? Or was it revealed to you as you watched it? Well, I think it?
2: that's such pop culture that everybody kind of knows that.
3: Okay, because I you just know? really don't want to see somebody see that and experience it. Because none of us got to do that. Right. Me and you, Smythe, were so young. In fact, I don't even think I was born when Empire Strikes Back came out. I think it came out uh, before I was born. I,
5: I I remember seeing one of them in the theater. Probably Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it might have been.
3: But I would just love to see someone experience that discovery and see how it affected. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, when I first saw Empire Strikes Back, I was faking sick from school one day, and my mom went to the video rental store, rented Empire, and I'm watching it, and I get near the end of the movie where they're doing the lightsaber battle, and something was wrong with the tape. Like, it was corrupted. Like, it kept stopping, and then it would just automatically rewind as if it was the end of the tape. And so we were trying to get past this one bad spot, and it just wasn't working. And so I was sitting there feeling like, oh, man, I'm missing the end of the lightsaber battle. So I, like, cried. I begged my mom for the movie. You know, I was like, can we go to a different rental store? And she's like, no. And so that year for Christmas, I end up getting Empire Strikes Back. And I had no idea what was in store for me i was excited to watch it just because i wanted to see how the lightsaber battle ended but i didn't know the big reveal that was going to come so for me it was like i watched that movie and i thought i basically got the whole movie but man was i in for a surprise it was it was a big moment in my life i remember it's like my all-time twist you know (laughs)
3: I know that I already knew before I even started watching it. Somebody had told me that, so. Yeah. I didn't get to experience the twist.
2: Everybody knows that.
1: Yeah. And I don't know how my siblings didn't, like, spoil it for me.
2: And here's another thing. I like the new ones better than the old ones. Which. Which new ones, though? There's, like. Like, well. You're wrong either
3: way, but which which new ones are you talking about? Like,
2: I like the ones that they re, or they, like, made episodes one, two, and whatever. Ugh. Okay, so
3: you're very wrong. <laughs> so you're a fan of Jar Jar Binks, is what you're telling me.
2: I mean, he's not terrible. Yeah. Like...
4: Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I
3: don't remember if you were already dead to me, but you're dead to
5: me. You know, I've always been
3: afraid whatever. to tell you're people. Whatever, you're
2: in love with me. You know it. <laughs> well, who isn't? Right, exactly.
5: I've always been afraid to tell people, but I never really got into any more Star Wars after the original three.
2: You know, that's like, fine. Like, I just
5: i not okay get into with it that. that much. I'm okay Dude, with that.
2: I like the little kid who's like flying around in the no. bucket Young thing Anakin? And, yeah. <laughs> no. Oh,
3: <but> no. <laughs> <laughs> the pod race?
2: Yeah, it's so cool. He was that the was
3: worst horrible. stinking actor and ever. the
2: princess's hair is always like really The makeup. Cool. Uh, there
3: is nothing about episode one that's redeemable. Nothing.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: they could leave it completely out. I mean, episode two was pretty good in comparison. And episode three I actually liked. But episode one could just, like, cease to exist. Hmm. Uh, Sorry. You're just fine. wrong. You're it's wrong. It's fine.
2: It's fine. And it didn't help that Clyde showed it to me, like, on the original VHS tapes.
4: Oh, yeah. Like,
2: unedited. Like, apparently we... they've improved them over the years. But No, I'm, like, no, no,
1: no, no. Improving All their, is their not improvements the right word. are worsening them. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Dude, I like the original. I just want to point out, Clyde, that you have made the group of friends that you thought you wanted to have in middle school are sitting at, like, this table. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) You're in with the Star Wars crew.
1: I know. Well, honestly, one of my first conversations I ever had with Joel was about Star Wars, so.
2: (laughs) And that conversation
3: happened over and over again. Oh, yeah. Every time we had a new officer or somebody in our truck with us.
1: Oh, yeah. Every time someone would get in the truck with us, and we'd do this just to, like, I don't know, make mess with people. Yeah, make them mad or annoy them but we'd say excuse me sir we have a very important question for you who would win in a fight the millennium falcon or the uss enterprise <laughs> which we did steal from a movie but oh,
3: and we would take up different sides of the argument and it didn't we would switch off and we'd oh tr- yeah our whole goal was to get the person who was in our truck for the first time to take a side so that we could make fun of him.
2: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: Anyways, Millennium Falcon will definitely win.
3: (laughs) So that's the side you're taking today? All right, let me tell you what Picard would have done to the Falcon. All right, hold on, hold on. We're losing
1: listeners.
5: We're losing
2: listeners right now as we speak.
5: Anytime you bring up Star Trek, you're going to lose listeners. Oh, true that. What? Star Trek is horrible.
1: Dude,
2: I grew up on that stuff. I wouldn't
3: say it's horrible. Come on, come now.
1: I was going easy on it by saying that.
3: (laughs) There,
2: you can have room in
3: your heart for the the trek and the wars. No, you cannot.
2: No. Oh man, Chris Pine, there's nothing better. No, I mean that <laughs>
3: franchise was
1: already no. horrible. Shatner,
3: Shatner is the only Kirk for me. Uh, not Chris Pine.
2: Not for me.
1: <laughs> so when we were in Iraq, there was this weird fad that was going around where people would, and it's not just Iraq; it's anywhere. But you go into a outhouse, one of those like porta johns, and people write stuff on the wall, you know, Mm. you guys know what I'm talking about. Things
3: written on the wall by soldiers. Just don't read them. Oh
1: yeah. It's like, you will
3: get dumber. Yeah. It's like the worst
1: stuff ever, but sometimes you go in there, you know, sit down for 15, 20 minutes trying to poop and you're just reading all this garbage written on the wall. Right. My favorite thing ever written was, uh, no, I shouldn't say it's too dirty. (laughs) Claudia will be mad at me, so I better not. But this one time I go into this bathroom and I I sit down and I look at the wall and it says, I love William Shatner. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Joel's going to get a kick out of this because he loves William yeah. Shatner.
5: I wonder who wrote that. Yeah,
1: so I come out and I tell him and he just has this giggle. And then I started noticing every time he had to go to the bathroom. He'd always look for his sharpie before leaving.
3: I carried a sharpie with <laughs> me oh in Iraq gosh. everywhere I went, just so I could write that at eye level, above <laughs> that little urine slot, like on the side of the portajohn. <laughs> oh
2: my god! And I
3: would just write "I love William Shatner." Over, I must have wrote and written that in like 150, 200 portajohns.
1: Oh in
4: Iraq. it got
1: to the point where you could tell which portajohn you had been in because you would always tag it.
3: Yeah, that was my trademark.
2: So, here on the podcast, we have a thing um, where we talk about like our drug of choice as an adult. Clyde's Benadryl is Benadryl uh, minus sleeping pills. So, I'm really curious to know, boys, like, what is your drug of choice as a grown adult?
3: Methamphetamines?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I'm a. You are pe- so full of crap. <laughs> I've. I'm a Pepsi person. Pepsi is my drug of choice. Uh, I can't, cannot get enough of it.
2: Yeah, but if you're not feeling well, like what's the first thing that you hit? Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just answered your question.
3: <laughs> uh, no, NyQuil. Oh, uh, NyQuil.
4: Yeah,
2: that's
4: a good Ooh. one.
3: I, a good don't choice. you just love that warm NyQuil yes. feeling? Yes. It's a yeah. nice that's warm... That's mine too,
1: NyQuil. Yeah.
2: You can't take his. Is that oh, really yours? It really is. That's
1: what I was he, was can, gonna say. he can have Here's
2: it. Here's the thing.
5: <clears throat> um, because th- there's times I have a hard time falling asleep. Yeah. So my wife bought me some of that Z stuff.
2: Oh, it's not the same. No, I can't stand
5: <laughs> it. I'm like, I'm gonna fake it cold, so I can just drink mm. the Nyquil and not feel guilty about it, because uh-huh. I don't like the Z Quill.
3: You don't use the little cup. You just swig it right from the bottle, and you I, keep going no, until I, <laughs> I use the little cup. Like it got
5: I use the little cup. I just overfill it, and the, then after I drink it, I lick it, the rest of it out. The cup oh can't get gosh. full enough. Is I problem. love the flavor too. It grows my wife down. can't stand it but man I love that flavor
3: <laughs> and when I get sick like I'm not going to buy one NyQuil bottle I'm going to go to the store that sells the two they're like shrunk wrapped together oh, yeah. the two yeah. pack. I love yeah, because I might start feeling better before I'm through with the first one but I'm going to polish off both of those oh, yeah. it's, like, <laughs> it's like a nightly routine until I run out of NyQuil
5: I do have to say though if I'm still awake and there's people in the house like guests it's not good because I end up saying stuff that I shouldn't say
4: Really? Oh, like Example?
5: yeah, I just, I mean, it's not nothing like embarrassing. It's just stupid stuff. Like I just remember my my mother in law and father in law were over, and I had just taken some Nyquil. Oh
2: no! And
5: we're sitting there talking. And all of a sudden, I start telling them about how. I wait when I wake up in the night and I go to the bathroom. I lean against the wall and I, oh why do I God. why do I say that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you say that to anybody? Well, well, it I, makes I don't know. sense when you're drunk on Nyquil.
1: Yeah,
2: so I said like, that to like fifteen hundred people on this podcast. I,
1: I yeah, so let's,
2: let's get back into that. How do you lean against it's, the wall? Is this thing still on?
1: <laughs> oh, we stopped recording
0: hours ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I guess sleeping pills kind of make me do weird stuff too. Um I actually am I'm not allowed to have uh, prescription level sleeping pills in this house anymore, so I gotta stick to like the melatonin and the more natural stuff yeah. because the actual sleeping pills uh, i've heard Clyde, I've heard
5: you get crazy
4: yeah, oh yeah it was she gets wild it was
2: crazy time, but the probably the most hilarious thing that ever happened was I was butt naked Go ping on. pong. <laughs> tell me more literally ping-ponging off the walls i'm to not get sure what
5: that move is but
2: <laughs> to the fridge and clyde found me covered in barbecue sauce What? The?
3: <laughs>
4: we just took a
3: hard left turn
1: here dude she gets weird when she's on sleeping pills
2: <laughs> and i was eating ribs like cold that we had left over ribs.
3: (laughs) I I have never heard anything sexier than the last
5: 10 seconds of dialogue out of your mouth. I I am definitely a rib guy.
1: I mean, honestly, we were on the rocks at the time, but it saved our marriage.
2: (laughs) Anyways, so anyways, Clyde finds me. And I remember him like entering the room and he was trying to take the ribs from me.
3: Did you growl at him?
2: And I was like, <laughs> These are my ribs. Teen Wolf. <laughs> and he's like, I think you've had enough with those prescription sleeping pills. I woke up in the morning. I smelled like barbecue sauce. And I was like, what happened last night? (laughs) I I remembered none of it.
1: And I still had the flavor of barbecue (laughs) sauce in my mouth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so I'm not allowed to take those anymore.
1: I can still taste that barbecue sauce every now and then. Well, like
2: the kind I was on, you don't remember anything. Like, you literally remember nothing when you wake up in the morning.
3: Have you ever tried to use the sleeping pills to, like, explain something away? Like, oh, no, no, that was just the sleeping pills. But you really did? <laughs> no. I... <laughs> you actually weren't on sleeping pills?
1: Yeah,
2: I, I rarely use those anymore just because I, I didn't want to, like, leave the house by accident because they later found out that you really shouldn't take them because people were, like, getting in their vehicles and driving around and, yeah, it was, like, too much. It's too hardcore. Yeah.
1: There was a story about someone who was on Ambien who was having a nightmare that there was a burglar in the house, and when they woke up in the morning, it turned out they had like killed their wife, but in their dream, they thought they were killing this intruder
3: or whatever. Do you think that was like... That didn't go well. That was like a lie after the fact? Probably. Like, <laughs> I was uh, ambient, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I didn't just find out she was cheating on me.
2: <laughs> Thank goodness for me, I just wanted to eat barbecue sauce and ribs. And I know. I could naked. be dead,
3: gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> in which case, I would have moved in on your woman,
4: Yeah,
1: well. You know. Yeah, well, it's We kind of hill. have an agreement that if one of us, you know... Yeah, yeah kicks the
5: bucket
3: gentlemen's agreement
5: everyone
1: else has to step up in that woman's life so
2: that's right you become the man
3: yeah do my
5: duty if one of you (laughs) picks the bucket then the other one will too
3: yeah it's a three-way agreement
2: (laughs) wait what it's like ambient night or something Hmm. you know it's
5: like Smythe is slowly planning
1: (laughs) to pick us off
2: Oh well, There the, will be like a sister-wife situation. Yeah, but that means cause... you
1: would be raising twelve children. Yeah. So, ooh, yeah. be my guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping I'm not the last one alive.
2: Like everybody, just stay alive. Yeah, Let's twelve just do children
1: that. and three wives. That sounds like a nightmare.
2: Oh,
4: oh. no thanks.
1: <laughs> I know one wife is enough. Yeah, almost yeah. too much, but
2: except for for you, Clyde, right? Sure. (laughs) Oh, you're still here?
1: (laughs) Yeah, way to put me on the spot, Rosie.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: You're embarrassing me in front of my
2: friends.
3: (laughs) Never embarrass him in front of three skin.
2: That's true. I know.
1: Yeah, there is no embarrassment in front of three skin. You know, sometimes you have those friends that it's like, "Eh, these are my brothers.
2: Well, the interesting thing is, is you're the only one that still has a big Ted.
1: Well, that's a recent discovery. You know, I, uh, my hair was thinning and, uh, I just got to the point where I would talk to people, and mid-conversation, I would see them look up at my hairline. And it was driving me so crazy, so I decided it's time to start shaving it.
3: How much of that was in your mind, though?
1: 90%. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> I don't think it's time. I think we still got some life left in that head of hair.
1: Yeah. But. I don't know. I just I, I felt really self-conscious about it. I felt judged, and since shaving that head, I feel more attractive. So, there we go. You are attractive. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I wish my wife thought so, but <laughs> <laughs> She said she's not into guys with shaved heads. That's true. So,
2: before we end this podcast, I did promise the audience early on that we'd talk about the person at this table that achieved a world record today. So,
3: it's not that big of a deal anymore. I've done it now 7 times.
1: I know, 7, yeah. records? seven records. It's impressive.
2: It is impressive.
1: But the thing about breaking a record is you have to do it at a public venue. And I don't know if every record you've done has been like this, but we went to a public venue. You know, They're starting to open society back up, so we had a lot of people passing by on foot, and they'd look over and see you shoving all these straws inside your beard. It was paper straws, right? Paper straws. Yeah. And I was surprised how many people stopped and... I mean, some people were asking
3: you for your autograph. Yeah, I signed a few autographs. That's new. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: But have... After seven, they're finally starting to figure out who you are. I think you that know?
3: They, for a kid, okay, so my target demographic with YouTube and breaking world records is pretty much like teenage boys.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's and... really who was
5: impressed. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> was actually surprised because the adults that came by, I expected them just to point and laugh or punch you or something. Yeah. But they actually were impressed too. Yeah. They go, were taking pictures. Of it.
3: Yeah. And, uh, but a lot of those kids like started looking me up on YouTube and yeah. Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, Whoa, can I have your autograph? You got like one of the kids like, how many subscribers do you have? I got like, oh, not a lot. I got like 20,000. And they're like
2: 20,000. Yeah, <laughs> so can I
3: have your autograph? And I'm the like, kid's like, I have seven.
2: <laughs> I know. Like every freaking kid on the planet now has their own YouTube channel. So 20,000 is a lot to them.
3: Yeah. That was fun though. Um, because I was tempted when we set it up to just do it the rules say it has to be in a public place, but it doesn't say you have to make it into an event. And in the past I've made it into an event, but it's just a lot of work. And so I was tempted to just pick a table out on the side by the bowling alley where no one would see us. But instead I picked a table, like right in the middle of where everybody walks. And a lot of kids stopped and talked. It's a great and location. A lot of people. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. A lot of people awesome. took selfies with us.
1: And several of those kids said they were going to subscribe and had already done it. They were doing it on their phone right yeah, there. It was like, yeah.
3: cool. And the thing we didn't specify is you two guys were my official witnesses. I deputized you as Guinness adjudicators in training or something. It was <laughs> an
4: honor. That's right.
3: So you guys got to – it was a lot more work than you thought when it came to counting them as well. Like oh, yeah. Counting yeah, up 534 paper straws, it yeah. took about 10 minutes.
1: I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but you know when you say a word so many times out loud, it no longer starts to sound like a real word? Yeah. So I was counting the straws by two, and you ended up with 534 straws in total. About the time I got to 356, those words stopped having meaning to me. (laughs) Like 2, 4, 6, 8, and then, you know, like 60, 2, 4, 6, 8, 70. Like those words stopped having meaning to me, and my brain just started shutting down. So it's a good thing we had two witnesses because Smythe was able to step up about halfway through and yeah. finish the counting. Which I'm ashamed of. I'm a teacher. Like yeah, I expected <laughs> you say make it about all the way through? I should
5: be able to count to a thousand at least, right? But I got fatigued. Saying numbers that long though, that just it's hard to do. Oh I, yeah. Every time I got to sixty six, I couldn't think, or not sixty six, but any six digit. Uh-huh. I couldn't think of what was after that. I couldn't think of what eight was.
4: Yeah. yeah like every
1: time. I was having the same issue. And I kept wanting to go like uh, 254, 256, 258, 300. <laughs> like, <laughs> I kept wanting to do that. And Joel's dad was sitting there eyeballing me the whole time. Yeah. So I'm like, don't you mess super this up. Super self conscious. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, but that was a great time, Joel. And congratulations Thank on. Thank you. Getting the world record, uh, I have to say, and I, I may have said it to you before when you were on the podcast, but uh, one of the thrills of my teaching career for this year is the fact that I knew a guy in the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, And we just called you Toothpick Beard Guy. And the thing is, is I talk a lot about my army stories and the fact that I had a low level celebrity <laughs> that I could talk about, like those kids would eat it up. And every time I was telling Smythe this earlier, every time I'm telling a story that doesn't involve you, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, me and my friend from whatever, we're driving around. And they're like, was it toothpick beard guys? (laughs) (laughs) And they'd like all light up and I'd be like, no, this was someone else. And they'd just like, "Mm -hmm." yeah.
3: Well, what's Big beard guy doing?
1: And I'm like, he actually lives a very boring life, oh, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If
4: they
3: knew what I did for a living, they would just die of yeah. boredom.
4: <laughs> I'm
3: like, well,
1: he does uh, insurance. And they're You're just like, immediately what? asleep. <laughs>
3: like, what? He doesn't fight crime?
1: Or-
2: he climbs on people's roofs and hides from dogs. Yeah. You yeah. Know?
1: But what's really funny is they all see you in the Guinness Book of World Record, and they instantly think, You must be famous, therefore you must be rich, you know? And I'm just like, guys,
3: like... I wish it worked that way. This is more (laughs) a
1: hobby than a profession, you know? So, uh, But it was a really fun thing for me to, you know, be able to share that with my students this year. So I'm hoping... Guinness somehow puts you in the next book, the 2021 book. I don't know. I'll be
3: in it, but not today's record. That's already passed the kind of the cutoff of what they're going to put in next, the next edition, because it comes out in September. I'm pretty sure it's going to have the chopsticks and the golf tees in the next, in the 2021 edition. But I, in fact, the, one of the things that's kind of sad, but still kind of cool at the same time when I was in the 2020 book, they sent a crew from London out to my house to take pictures of me redoing the toothpick thing. It was really exciting. These guys were cool with their accents and everything. And one of them I'm still in close contact with, because we plan things together and things, but um, they were, they would have sent people out to my house this year, but the global pandemic canceled that. And so they said, we were going to take chopsticks and golf tees pictures. Do you think you can just like get your wife to take pictures for us, and you just send those in. So I recreated those records and sent them in, and they turned out pretty well. So I think those ones are going to be in the book, but they will have been taken by Shelley, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. yeah. cool. It. Yeah, that is cool. So
2: she's like semi-famous too. Yeah, she's the photographer. I don't
3: think they're going to give her a photo credit, but they should.
2: They should. They totally I mean, should.
5: Yeah. And I have to say, golf tees and the beard are my favorite.
3: You told me that earlier today, and it surprised me. That's one of my least favorite. I ones. love the look
5: of it, and I still want to get you some sort of deal with PGA. I yeah, reached out. Dude,
3: I reached out to all these golf companies because somebody, I think it was you, recommended yeah. that I do that. And only if when I was, I was like, "Hey, I hold a world record, and we could do something, and I could use your golf tees." And they were like, meh.
4: really?" But,
3: but little teaser, something coming up. Saying, so "I don't think I told you guys this." So I'm breaking the world. Well, I'm attempting the world record for most pencils in a beard soon. And so I researched USA pencil companies because most pencils now are made in China or something. Yeah. So I um, looked it up and there's this really cool pencil factory in Tennessee that's been in operation for like over a hundred years, hmm. and they're still going. And I reached out to them and I told them like, "Hey, I'm about to break this record. I explained everything." They got so excited. They sent me so a bunch of pencils. They sent me clothes, hat shirts. And they're like way on board with it. I'm super excited about it. Oh, that's awesome. It's like I have a a sponsor. They're not paying me or anything, but it's like a partnership. But you didn't have
5: to buy the pencils. Yeah.
3: That's true. That would have been a lot of money. (laughs) What's the name of this company? Uh, Musgrave Pencil Company. Musgrave Pencil Company. Out of Shelbyville, Tennessee, which is nicknamed the Pencil City. Wow.
2: Nice. I love Tennessee. Me too. I really do. Like, I seriously think if we didn't live in Denver, Tennessee would be top of my list. Yeah.
1: it's a good place. And Mm -hmm. I love buying American. You know, yeah. especially after this pandemic, <laughs> yeah. it made me realize like, oh, that's kind of important. Yep. So that's awesome. I'm glad. Uh, congratulations on being sponsored. Yeah. Let's ca- we'll call it a sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah, sure, for winning sure.
2: your record today, like you're freaking killing it, dude. I know. You're awesome.
1: But mostly I'm glad it's something we finally all got to be a part of. Yes, I always
3: wanted know. to have you two be the witnesses I've done. So this was the 7th record I've done, and I've had different people be the witnesses, but I always wanted to have a three-skin unified record thing, and we did it. And, and now the coolest it's thing is
2: we did that earlier tonight, and then we did this podcast... In the same night. So it's like two world records. Two
5: bucket list yeah. items. Best day ever. Now we're going to go rob a bank. That's my idea.
2: <laughs> we're not doing that. What?
5: Yeah. The banks are closed sure. at this hour. Yeah, exactly. That's was the listening. best time to rob <laughs> you got a plan. Besides, I did your guys' things. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we
5: kind of owe him. Yeah,
1: fair enough. Rosie, I'll be home late tonight.
4: <laughs> you won't be if back. at all.
2: Oh, my gosh. Last time you said that, you guys ended up going to a gas station and eating some hot dogs that made Clyde sick for they like They were sausages. Days. Well, not hot
3: dogs. Big These mamas. Were pickled sausages. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it didn't make me sick because I took a bite and instantly spat it out.
3: I think right. you, it induced vomiting as soon as you took Oh, the yeah.
1: <laughs> and, like, I felt bad because we had just made a pact. We made a
3: pact. We were going to eat this whole pickled sausage. No matter sausage.
1: what, we were going to eat this. And disgusting.
3: neither of us followed through on that <laughs> pact.
1: Because once I threw up, I was like, sorry, man, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm not an 18-year-old kid anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I used
3: to eat those things all the time, and I never liked them, but I always didn't like them, like, in a good way. Like, it's a gross good. I don't know if you can understand. Like, uh-huh. I don't understand. No. <laughs> like, (laughs) Like green olives? No. Green olives? I guess. If that's that way for you. Oh, no. I don't like them at all. Well, no. I liked (laughs) these hot mamas, but I hated them and liked them at the same time. Mm. But when we tried last time, I couldn't. I just couldn't. I'm like, I'm too old now.
1: Yeah, they My were. My body bad. says no. They were bad. Which you actually swallowed your first bite. You threw yeah, the rest of it away.
3: I think I got about half of it down.
1: Yeah, but then the whole wow. drive home, you were like burping. Oh, <laughs> and, oh. and they smelled the, the same These coming out. Spicy as they did. pickled
3: vinegars. Oh, it was so bad. gross. Let's do pickled eggs tonight. How about
1: pickled eggs? I love pickled eggs. Mm. I don't think I've ever had a pickle. Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we have a plan.
2: Let's wrap this thing up. You have got to stop going to gas stations at midnight. Like, this is not good. Yeah.
1: The hard thing was, is we had to drive to like six different gas stations before we found <laughs> one. When I was in
3: high school, they had hot mamas at every gas station. What has what become of this world? People are figuring out that <laughs> <and> they're disgusting. <laughs> they're bad. Oh my Don't gosh. eat hot mamas.
1: They only keep them in case you need to induce vomiting. <laughs> you go
3: buy one of those. You get this big tub of red liquid filled with sausages. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good.
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, audience, we appreciate you listening every week, um, taking an hour, sometimes more, out of your day to listen to this podcast that Clyde and I make for you.
3: It's a labor of love.
1: Don't forget, you can check out our website at ilovemyidiot.com
2: You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.
3: And don't forget to tell your idiot you love them.
2: What
1: are you, the new Claudia? I love you, Joel.
2: I
3: love you too, All Alright, that's
2: cut.
1: That's a wrap! And Don't it, forget Larry. to check out
2: our website, <laughs>
1: I think I
3: already said that
1: one. You got Rosie all frazzled.
3: I, you guys got all the stuff. I was saying the last part for you.
2: Don't forget to tell your idiot that you love them.
4: I love I you. I love idiot. you,
5: Rosie. I love.
1: Whoa. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are you guys what still are, here? What about me?
4: <laughs>
1: I'm totally offended.
4: Love my idiot! Candle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> One final note for tonight's episode: make sure you check out Joel Nert's YouTube page. He has a great page where he posts videos uh, uh, of all genres. Really, there's things you can learn on there. There's things that'll make you laugh. There's videos of him breaking records, and there's a video of an actual Bigfoot encounter, which kind of upsets me because he is shooting at a Bigfoot that he encounters. Now, me personally, I would not shoot at a Bigfoot because I know Bigfoot is an endangered species. But I guess if you're out in the woods and it comes down to it being between you and the Bigfoot, say goodbye to Bigfoot. Anyways, I've been on his YouTube page, I believe, three or four times. Go check out his page. See if you can find my videos. And then also, I recently was checking out this Musgrave pencil company. It's a legit pencil company, people. I'm excited to use their product in my classroom this year. And I think it's a pretty big deal that they were wanting to be a part of Joel Nurt's records and be a part of history like that. So, uh, great American-made company. So, buy American. Support American jobs. And uh, let's give some love to Joel Nert on his YouTube page. I'd love to see another one of his videos go viral. So be a part of that, please. The guy didn't even uh, twist my arm to get me to say this. I, uh, I watch his videos. I watch every single one. I subscribe to him. So every Sunday I get a little notification that a new video's up. They're always only about three to five minutes long. Pretty short. I can honestly tell you. I, didn't, I mean, I didn't think I would love him <laughs> in the beginning when he told me he had a YouTube page. but uh, I do love them. They're good videos, they're funny videos, uh, and every now and then
4: they make me smarter.